Okay, Emmy fans, we have here the two queens of Emmy prognostication. We have Delena Dixon, who had for many, many years has made predictions at Gold Derby, and she's back, and she's here to take on our resident queen, Joyce Ang, who's always so perfect in her predictions. Just do what the rest of us do, steal them, right? So the, I'm just going to play referee here. I'm Tom O'Neill, Gold Derby. And first of all, uh, uh, Delena, explain that you guys used to work together uh, previously, right? Yes, we used to work together at a celebrity news magazine. And it was, it was 13 years ago. <laughs> but we We're so old. <laughs> but she knew everything about television. And I thought I knew a lot about TV, but she has this like photogenic memory. So she knows everything. So I'm not even saying this is a competition. I just, <laughs> I'm just going to give my point of view and, and stay on the same side. But I'm so glad we see each other at all the the upfronts uh, at Television Critics Conference. So we've stayed in touch over the years and she hasn't changed a bit. She looks exactly <laughs> Well, neither has Delena. So. Delena goes way back with us so far, by the way, that uh, um, Delena, you were making daytime Emmy predictions with us like 18 years ago or something. I know, I can't believe it. Yeah, I used to write for the soap opera magazine. So I knew all about the daytime Emmys which has changed. I mean, the Bay just won, and so you have a digital series winning. So I think it's so interesting how the, how the field has changed. So has my TV taste. I'm watching a lot more stream shows. So I'm excited to talk about what's gonna win the primetime Emmys now. Okay, so let's start with uh, Joyce, and she's got the best track record here. Uh, Joyce, uh, set up best comedy series race for us. Um, I think our odds right now, I think it still has Maisel in front, former champ, and Schitt's Creek right behind. I have Schitt's Creek right now winning. Um, it broke through last year, you know, three huge nominations, another one in costume. So it already did that hard part last year, and this year it ended. It had a, a really, you know, there was a lot of buzz around the final season, and I think people are discovering it. Um, just from last year, if like people were voters were shocked by you know what is this shit's creek that just got you know acting nominations and series nomination last year, they might be catching up on on Netflix. The first five seasons are on Netflix, so last season is not yet. But it could be one of those things where maybe they're catching up and they're voting on like the series as a whole. Uh, Maisel, I think, will lead the nominations because it's just such a craft-heavy show. So I think it'll do fine in that regard. And I, I can totally see it winning again. It, it keeps winning acting prizes. It won four last year. So I, it could totally do that again um, and then take series along with it. And take series along with it. Yeah. Uh, Delena, straighten us out here because I think that Maisel is more of a threat. Apparent. Uh, I think it's possible that Maisel could be the front runner. That's what I have now because I'm just a coward. But Schitt's Creek is possible. <laughs> and, you know, the good place has also been hovering for so long and could finally break. I'm going to have to agree with you a little bit on this. I think because Schitt's Creek is actually ending, you know, we finally have our, our season six. And for anybody who hasn't been able to see it on Netflix, just hop on over to Pop TV, get your friend to loan you their cable, uh, their cable, uh, 
code so that you can get in. That's what I did so I could watch season six. But since it won't be back, I think this is the only real opportunity to make it the top show. And so that's one of the reasons why I would stand behind that. I just started watching uh, The Marvelous Miss Maisel and I can understand why people love this show. I mean, not only are the words crafted perfectly, but it's, you know, it's a period piece. So it looks great and it deals with different types of um, issues back in that time. So I can understand why it would win again. But I think after a while, people want something different. So Shit's Creek might happen. I don't know about The Good Place. It's a great show, but I feel like everybody likes voting for something that's on a streaming network. So I don't know if NBC is going to be able to break through with it, but it would be exciting if it happens. I also feel like Shit's Creek kind of took the final season thunder a little bit away from The Good Place. Like it ended, it also ended this year, but rather quietly. And it also oh. ended earlier than Shit's Creek. Yeah, I think like, you know, we've talked about this last year before too, but like how some people might think of Schitt's Creek as a streaming show, even though it's, I mean, it's Canadian, but it airs here on top linearly, but it's also on Netflix and people are catching up with it on Netflix, just like they did with Breaking Bad seven years ago, you know, and that's when it blew up. So yeah, I think, I think Good Place will get nominated, but I don't see a win for it really. What, then Joyce, keep going. What is it, what else can win comedy series? Any other one possible? I, I don't know. If, I mean, if you get nominated, you can win, I guess. But I think those are the top two. I think um, Good Place is probably good for a nomination. I think Curb is good for a nomination. I have Dead to Me getting in. I think, you know, last year, no one really expected that uh, comedy actress nomination for Christina Applegate. And that premiered last year pretty late, too, in early May before the deadline. And uh, it's become a breakout hit for Netflix, and I think if you get serious this year and Linda Cardellini in, maybe writing, maybe like a supporting bid for James Marsden, who returned as a completely new character, it could have one of those kind of classic like sophomore bumps where, you know, in the first season they got like one nomination here or there, and then it really takes off in the second season, kind of like Killing Eve last year with the second season, because Sandra O got in, and, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge got in for writing for the first season, and last year, you know, it won Drama Actress for Jodie Comer. Uh, and Delena, even if uh, we're right in our suspicion that, um, that Schitt's Creek is not going to win a uh, comedy series, and I'm not saying that, that it cannot win or really, really won't win, it's just I'm a little more skeptical than most, but uh, it stars like Catherine O'Hara is such a veteran, beloved veteran. Uh, we a lot of us think she's out front to win. And then there's Eugene Levy. There's the the co-creator of the show, the esteemed. His character isn't as um, you know. It, it, it's very subdued, of course. Well, she's over the top. So go for it, Delena. <laughs> Well, if I had to pick somebody to win in the best actress category for a comedy, I would definitely say that it's going to be, you know, Catherine. Um, just the words that she has to say, that kind of mm -hmm. over-the-top language that she uses in the role and how she delivers it without you even thinking about it. Like, after you think about the sentence, you're like, what exactly did she just say? But it seems so natural. And that takes a lot of work to do. Um, just the whole costuming, the character she plays, I think people are really drawn to what they see. So I think this is going to be her year. I'm really excited to see what happens. Um, yeah, I think she's I think she's gonna take it. And isn't it cool that she's a former, uh, as a character, uh, daytime star, and she has a line in this, uh, uh, series where she said, 
I once held the record for demonic possessions on daytime TV. <laughs> you, because- And her favorite season is awards season, so. Absolutely. She oh, has yeah. to win. We, yeah. we know that she would have the dresses for it, exactly, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I'm just like, I would love to see a speech by her, and if this ends up being virtual, you know, like, how are they gonna do it? Are they gonna be, like, pre-taped? Like, I, I like, want the moment of her, like, winning and being, like, totally more of <laughs> We'll see what happens in September. But yeah, I, I think she is probably the favorite now to win. Actually. And what I find so fascinating when I was doing a little research is she said that she didn't even want to play this character, not because she didn't want to play the character, but because she's lazy to do a series. So she's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to come to work and shoot like 10 to 12 episodes per season. I don't know if I want to do that much, but I'm Whoa, sorry. I didn't know all that. <laughs> like a real diva, that's funny. Um, among new shows, uh, Joyce, Rami uh, came through with the Golden Globes, even though Gold Derby didn't predict it. <laughs> I, I am so mad I didn't predict him because I was like, he fits the classic profile of someone they would uh, <laughs> give the win to but the show wasn't nominated and you know they usually like to not necessarily pair the wins but like also nominate the show but if they had just nominated the show I would but But anyway (laughs) it's a real factory among the hollywood elite it's it's like schitt's creek it's like a cool show to make sure you're Mm -hmm. yeah it i i thought last year it had an outside chance of at least getting into writing um but another hulu comedy pen 15 got that surprising writing nomination instead uh, I have Rami in and I have Rami Yusuf in for actor. Um, I I think, you know, obviously he got a good buzz and a profile from the Globe win and Mahershala Ali is in season two. So that helps the profile of the show as well. Um, so I think it could get that like auteur vote if people have also caught up with the show since, you know, they've been home for the past three months as well. So who knows what they're watching. Uh, I, I know I'm rude if anyone's following me uh, my screen I'm looking down that's because I'm looking at the list uh, Delena uh, the, the, the shows that are out front now for um, drama series are shows like uh, Succession, Ozark, The Crown, Better Call Saul, The Morning Show, Handmaids are any of these shows like just just take the the, the latest cycle of TV viewing for all of us as quarantine uh, participants and all that have 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 you kind of fallen in love with any one of these shows or are you have you rediscovered them or best drama series? I have to say that I'm more of a comedy girl. So if I'm watching anything, I'm probably watching comedies, but I have heard about all these shows and I think <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It's <laughs> a good start. <laughs> you can watch them all it kind of in one session has definitely made a difference. Um, Now, I wanted to go back to Rami for a second because I think it's so important with a show like Rami, we have to talk about diversity in television. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons a show like that where we're showing a different side of life, we're showing about, you know, a Muslim man trying to find his way in a modern day world and still be in in touch with his faith um, is so important. And I think you're gonna see that reflected. So if you look at some of my predictions, especially not so much for the winners, but in runners up, I've picked a lot of diverse actors because I think people it's gonna be in people's minds. We have to celebrate diversity. We need to celebrate black actors. We need to celebrate Latino actors. So I think that's going to happen. And you know, whether or not people think they're the best shows, 
I think it's important that you say these are stories that we need to hear. And the more that you listen, the more you realize that the writing is just as good as any other show. Joyce, diversity at the Emmys. Let's talk. Yeah, I think what also um, helps is, especially for series, for something like Rami, and then, you know, even something like like Insecure getting in, Issa Rae's been on me before, like the expanded. I think she's getting in this year. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I have her getting in as well. Yeah. yeah, like I think the new proportional rules sort of helps like for series because that's something you could really, you know, float about in like all your <laughs> promotion materials. Like, you know, they nominated these types of series with these diverse leads. And, uh, you know, TV has been, it has been better than film in that regard in, in terms of representation diversity. Um, obviously it could always be better, you know, like it was just two years ago that Sandra Oh was the first Asian actress, nominated drama actress, and still hasn't been a winner, you know, and it was only five years ago that Viola Davis was the first black actress to win drama actress. So, and, and like Delena said, like, I think like the climate right now might spur people on to hopefully check out and consider more shows. Like, don't forget, they, they also have unlimited slots on their nominating ballot, so they can vote for as many shows and people as they want to. Uh, so it's just a matter of fact of how many, you And know, that's recent, we should explain. Up till yeah. a year or so, it was, you had to put your top 10 in each category. But now, uh, and I'm an Emmy voter, uh, now you just simply go to the list, and if you think they're worthy, you check them off, and, and then they calculate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you're going to see that reflected, that people, like I said, they might not say, oh, this is the top person, but they're <clears> going to say, you know what, we need to recognize more diversity at these award ceremonies, and I really do enjoy, or I really do think this person gave a great storyline, uh, gave a great performance, and so you're going to see that, and it's just a matter of where you fall. Can you fall into that top four or five and get a nomination? Then you've got your opportunity. I think we'll see in terms of not just uh, racial diversity, let's hope, but also gender diversity. I think that um, we're underestimating The Handmaid's Tale because it's such a, the messaging of it is so powerful. Yes, the Gold Derby experts are saying the morning show gets in, which is all about you know, sexual harassment and these issues, women's issues in the job <coughs> force in the TV industry. Uh, that, that has just, uh, you know, the powerful message of that show will help it forward. Um, so I think it's not just diversity in terms of gender and the rest of it, but I think it's also, uh, in terms of women's issues, I think there is, uh, uh, a climate now to be more and more, uh, focused on let's get female perspective shows like, um, A Handmaid's and, um, Morning Show, et cetera, with, with a primarily female perspective. I think that will help too, let's hope. Yeah, and like they've, um, you know, I, I I wouldn't say like they're like the best at being like socially rare or anything, but they've, you know, made strides, you know, just three years Fleabag, ago. Yeah. yeah, like Fleabag, but like three years ago, you know, like the, the winners were all female lead shows for series. It was Handmaids um, uh, and Big Little Lies and Deep. So, and, and that was even before Me Too, that was like three weeks before Harvey Weinstein, you know? So I, and, and, you know, this is not to say that like you should vote for someone because they're, you know, you know, for diversity reasons, because they're a person of color, whatever, like it, it should still be because of merit, but you should be more open-minded about, you know, these offerings from people who might not look like you, you know, and consider it. And, um, and you have unlimited slots, so why not vote for as many people as you want? 
And I also think right now that people are starting to say, you know, maybe I haven't watched a show with a, uh, a predominantly black cast or a predominantly Asian cast. Mm -hmm. I don't relate to that story, but as people are reaching out and saying, I want to know more about these diverse worlds, different from my own, they are discovering these shows. I mean, you can go on to Netflix or Hulu and they have like a, a whole Black Lives Matter collection and you're actually watching the shows and you're realizing, wow, you know, these stories are not necessarily my personal stories, but I can relate to the themes happening within the stories. And I realize, no, it's amazing acting, it's incredible writing, um, yeah, the wardrobe is fantastic. And so people are going to say, I finally discovered this and realized how great it is. Yeah. And in that vein, I think Watchmen, which, you know, you could literally say it's like on the nose with, you know, its, its themes of, you know, racism. And it, and uh, it, I think that will do well. And it, it, it's also a good show. It's well made, it's well acted. So I, I think that's going to take limited series. And then in the limited series race, we have the theme of Mrs. America is about mm -hmm. the struggle for uh, female empowerment uh, or, the or the fight against the struggle for female empowerment. So, I mean, we have a lot of these top contenders here with these messages that uh, it's really encouraging to see that, that they're getting this kind of early buzz. We're going to wrap it up right here and we're going to pick this up and, and we're going to do it again as we get closer to it right after. We, the... we need to wait for ballots to come out. <laughs> oh, we need a little guidance. Okay. Uh, we will, it's a date. We'll do it then. Thanks. <laughs>